today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Hey, the CFL draft is on tap tonight, and lo and behold, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have the first overall selection. University of Tennessee receiver Josh Palmer of Brampton is listed as the number one prospect in the CFL Scouting Bureau's final draft rankings. Uh, And there are also some highly ranked players who were taken in last week's NFL draft who are also eligible for the CFL draft. And one note for CFL fans as well. Tonight's draft is going to be six rounds instead of the traditional eights that we're used to seeing because uh, training camps are going to have a Uh, what they're calling a double cohort of Canadian rookies from not only the 2021 draft, but of course, because there was no season last year, the 2020 draftees will be part of that uh, rookie class at training camps. Here to shed some light on what's going to happen tonight is Sean Burke. He is the Senior Director of Personnel and Co-Manager of Football Operations with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and he joins us now. Burke, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? I feel like it's been forever. Uh, I haven't seen you in forever. Do you look the same? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Uh, How, uh, how do you feel about your Dolphins draft while we're talking about drafts? Hey, listen, I I like Javon Holland. Uh, you know, I think they address some needs in the skill position with uh, Jalen Waddell. Uh, I like the tight end out of Boston College that they took. So, uh, listen, I I mean, these guys have to pan out like any draft, as we'll find out with the CFL draft tonight. You know, we can pick the best players on paper and and when we see them on video and when we see them in college or university. But until we see them in the real thing in the pro level, uh, sometimes it's a roll of the dice. So in saying that, um, what's your gut telling you about tonight's crop of rookies entering the CFL draft? Yeah, I, I would start with just the excitement. Uh, hopefully you hear it in my voice. It's a, it's a culmination of a lot of work done by a lot of great people. Uh, so it's a chance to, to shape your roster in the future. And, uh, you know, in terms of this year's draft, uh, I think it's very talent, top-heavy. Um, you know, there's some guys that are going to be future picks in this draft that are going back to exercise uh, an extra year of NCAA eligibility. Uh, but it's an exciting draft whenever you can add talent to your pipeline and uh, show uh, the fruits of the labor of a lot of work. What is draft day like for you, head coach Orlando Steinauer, and the rest of the Ticats front office? Is it is it mellow right now? Or are you guys bursting with energy? Uh, are you trying to pace yourself? Take us through the day. You know, I would equate uh, draft day a lot like a game day. And, uh, you know, you, you have your plan in place well before the day of. So, you know, we're at a point where we have different scenarios on paper. We have our board together. Uh, you know, we actually physically just had a, a call, Coach O, uh, myself and Drew, just to, to go over scenarios and talk about uh, where we're at and what we're hearing and whatnot. But it's, you know, the day itself is a lot of waiting around for, uh, you know, on a game day you call a kickoff. But on a draft day, it's the start of the draft. And, uh, you know, if this thing was ready to go at uh, – one o'clock, we'd be ready to go. It's uh, it, it's uh, an exciting day, and uh, we got a great plan in place. And looking forward to to see how it all comes out. Because at the end of the day, you know, we control what happens at number one. Uh, but beyond that, it's uh, reactionary and having uh, uh, the steps in place of what we would do based on what other teams do. Have you received any calls about trading out of that number one slot tonight? You know, I, I would say that uh, you always receive calls. Uh, it's a close network of uh, general managers in this league and head coaches and personnel types. So there's always conversations going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, at this point, 
uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm fully anticipating us using the first pick. Because you have the pick of the litter, so to speak, how many players realistically have you considered for that number one overall pick? Is it is it one of two guys? Are there a handful of guys? Are there other options that you're looking at? Take us through that thought process. Well, I think you open up with a wide net and then uh, you have to see the process through. Uh, obviously, the weekend uh, itself with the NFL, it was a great Canadian football weekend, four drafted players, and then four or five others signed as undrafted free agents. So that information then uh, makes you uh, pare things down and gives you uh, more information for for what you would do. And obviously, we had our our thoughts of where these guys would land in the NFL well before but until it's verified you don't have the fi- the final say so you know i think we're at a point now where we've narrowed it down uh we're getting close to making a decision on what we would do uh and uh, as the time comes closer to the draft uh that's sort of when the the list gets lower and lower but you know from the get-go you have to have all uh all options available and you have to do a deep dive into all these guys it's not just on the field it's how they fit into the organization it's, uh, you know, for a lot of players, it's what their future aspirations are. Uh, you know, the CFL is great, a great league, and uh, uh, but it's not, it's not life-changing money. So sometimes there's a, some other considerations that go into place. We're chatting with Sean Burke. He is the Senior Director of Personnel and Co-Manager of Football Operations with the Hamilton Tiger Cats here on the Bill Kelly Show on 980 CFPL London, 900 CHML Hamilton. Rick in for Bill today. Um, you mentioned the NFL. The NFL draft was just held a week ago. How big of a wrinkle does that draft create when it comes to the CFL draft? Because we know that some people on the CFL, you know, scouting bureau, uh, were drafted into the NFL, and they may not see a CFL field in a few years, if at all. That's that's a pretty big wrench to kind of hurdle at times. Yeah, uh, I would not say it's a a, a wrench just because we're prepared. Our staff. Uh, uh, Drew Alamang, myself, Spencer Bohm, Rich Massaro, Matt Houston, and Ike Brown. Uh, you know, we all have our connections. So we, we had our feelers out with the uh, NFL teams and agents that, you know, we sort of knew where these guys were going to land. But like I said, until it's verified, you never know what's going to happen on draft day. But it does make you look at the draft. It's not as simple as just taking the top guy on your board in our league because, you know, look at last year. Chase Claypool, uh, drafted in the second round of Pittsburgh, wasn't taken in our draft. Uh, Neville Gallimar, uh, drafted in the third round of Dallas, was a last-round pick in our draft. So it's thoroughly a different draft than the NFL, which uh, many listeners probably watch on the weekend. It's just strictly you read your board, you take the best player available and go from there. There's a lot more thought, consideration uh, that goes into everything. That's for sure. Given that the CFL and, and most importantly, U Sports did not play any games last year, how did you go about scouting players and getting ready for tonight? I think our league's done a great job of uh, trying to get us as much information as possible, uh, be it players doing virtual pro days, uh, height, weight, measurements, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I would give credit to the players and the agents themselves of having to uh, get creative with interacting with teams. And then, and then lastly, we did have the opportunity to go with this on the fly last year and have to learn on the fly. And this year uh, it's been a little more refined and expected of what was going to happen. So, you know, there's been pros and cons. We've got to spend a lot more time with these prospects in terms of interviewing 
so that, that's definitely a pro in, in knowing the person that's coming in and getting to talk to them as much as we can. The negative is obviously you don't have for the youth sports athletes, the on-field film from the last year, the jump they've taken from uh, their previous season, and it's all projection-based. So pros and cons, I think we'll take some of the stuff that we've learned how to work in the virtual world, much like many other workplaces in the world, and change how we've done things in the past. But there's a lot of things that you want to go back to the normal uh, – pre-COVID days of, uh, of how to evaluate these guys as well. You mentioned uh, draft day, liking it to game day. Uh, once kickoff happens, once that first pick is uh, on the table and you guys are about to make that pick, take our listeners into the war room at, uh, at uh, uh, the, the stadium. I'm guessing everyone is going to be there or maybe even hooking up virtually. What's the war room like? So we will have a virtual war room. We won't be at the stadium, uh, same as last year, uh, just to uh, to be safe and uh, be cautious and we can work this way. That's the, that's the end of the day. But, you know, when our first pick is selected, the the first thing we want to do is have coach O touch base with them. Welcome them to your, the organization. He'll have a quick call. Then they'll hear from uh, the media relations department, the positional coach, the, the coordinator and everything. And then, you know, the attention's turned for the personnel department. We never take our eye off the draft. And then, Coach O comes back in, and then we're focusing on pick nine. So uh, in in the first and second round, you have a little more time with uh, with it being live, aired on TV, and time between picks. And then rounds three to six will really pick up and pace. So you're, you're really paying attention. You're laying out scenarios. On top of that, you could be getting calls from other teams, or you could be calling out to other teams. You know, guys fall, guys slip through. We might have a guy ranked high that we think we can get if we – make a deal or vice versa from the other team's factor. So a lot going on, a lot of communication. Uh, we'll have our own, uh, our own private room uh, for all our team needs, and then we'll be listening to the, the, the central draft on the CFL call as well. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, lastly, how much are you and the rest of the Ticats looking forward to actually playing in 2021? Because it's been a while, and that includes the Grey Cup in Hamilton on December 12th. I would say this. I think you, you've heard throughout uh, this year and last year, uh, it starts from the top of the organization with Bob Young's commitment to wanting to play football uh, and having Hamilton Tiger Cat football product on the field. He's made that clear both seasons. You know, Scott Mitchell as well has made that clear tons of times. So with their commitment level, I have no question that we're going to be on the field at some point this year. And that brings excitement to us. You know, at the end of the day, we we're in this business because we love game days. We love competition. Uh, you know, coaches want to coach players not only to uh, be better on the field, but just help them to develop as men. And uh, to be given that opportunity again, we look forward to it. Uh, we've had a lot of planning time. We're excited to get back on the field. And then the uniqueness of this year with the Great Cup in Hamilton, uh, you know, we've been excited since it's been announced about that. Uh, obviously, it comes with a a little bit of expectations, but, you know, we have internal expectations every year. So uh, there's no greater excitement in, in, in the city of Hamilton, I feel, than the Hamilton Cats having a thriving football club on the field. And that isn't lost on Coach O, Geralemang, or myself, or more importantly, Bob and Scott. So, uh, you know, we just want to give back what the community gives to us. We have the best, most loyal fan base in the league. And just exciting to see uh, – 
football back in Hamilton when it happens. Yeah, we all have our fingers crossed, that's for sure, for uh, the the players, the coaches, the front office personnel like yourself, most importantly the fans who've really missed Ticats football for a year. Hopefully it is back come uh, August when the uh, target date is reached and kickoff can happen, and uh, eventually in December we'll see the Grey Cup uh, back in Hamilton and uh, hopefully the Tiger Cats crown champions as well. Sean, good luck with the draft tonight. Have a lot of fun, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Great to see you at a practice this year. You got it. Sean Burke is the Senior Director of Personnel and uh, Co-Manager of Football Ops with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They have the number one overall selection in tonight's CFL draft, uh, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, 7 o'clock is the draft time, so if you are uh, thinking about uh, you know tuning in, uh, cheering on the Ticats as they make their selections, uh, it should be a lot of fun as it kicks off at Seven. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.